0: Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another episode of The Daily Friends Wrap. I am your host, Nicola Lorimer. today joined by Mr. Michael Morris. Let's get started with our news of the day, and I think the most important story that's come through in the last uh, couple of hours is the Congress of the People, COPE, looks like it is about to fire, or is already fired, the Speaker of the Jogo Council, Colleen Makabule. COPE is, uh, say that they are, to be holding talks to find a replacement for Makabule um, after she posted on social media that she was campaigning for a group called the South African Rainbow Alliance and claimed that COPE was a member of this group. This is a group of, of small political parties which uh, seeks to form sort of counterweight, way I guess to the multi-party charter that uh, bigger opposition parties are forming. Um, but COPE's leadership said that they had given no authorization to join this group and that uh, uh, Makabula appeared to be operating entirely kind of rogue and without any direction. Now, mm. she's had an interesting time as Speaker of the Joburg Council. She's, uh, you know, I think, lost in court twice um, regarding to important council proceedings in Joburg. Um, she, she lost the case against Paul Palazzo, which saw her reinstated because she hadn't called the meeting properly. And I believe she's also um, come under fire in relation to the appointment of the city manager, Floyd Brick Um, and the process that was done to appoint him. Uh, She's been a very staunch ally of the ANC-EFF-Patriotic Alliance Coalition and has uh, become, in many ways, I think the face of that coalition in Johannesburg as a very outspoken member of it. However, um, if she is fired as a councillor by COPE, she no longer holds that seat and therefore the speakership of the Joburg Council is up for grabs once again which suggests if this is, if this indeed does go through, is going to create a whole new round of infighting in the Joburg Council and it'll be an opportunity for the multi-party charter parties to, uh, to uh, get in their own candidate uh, if the ANC, EFF, and PA can't agree on a candidate of their own. Now, they might, um, but this is still, I think, shows that Joburg continues to be a very tumultuous place. Uh, Though, I will give a little word of caution to this, which is I believe that Cope did attempt at some point in the past to suspend her. But due to the infighting and organizational weakness of that party, uh, they were not actually able to kind of complete that and sort of gave up on it. So, I don't know. This is all a huge mess. Um, and actually follows on a very similar type of story that we covered on the show a while ago in in Nelson Mandela Bay, where something very similar happened. Uh, Michael, what do you make of all this? I mean, once again, it seems like the the sort of ANC-EFF uh, strategy of putting the very small parties in positions of power has created even more unstable coalitions than we had when the when the opposition was in charge.
1: Mm. I mean, I suppose, you know, one of the things that, that I immediately think of is, is just the tremendous uh, kind of subliminal harm, I think it is, um, is probably the best way to describe it, that is done to our democratic process. And in this sense that if you're poor and you're really struggling and you're hoping for you know sensible steps being made by people who have been put in positions of authority to make decisions and so on that are really going to change the state of your pavement uh the the, 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 whether you have a tree planted outside your house or not, or whether you have decent services, whether the officials are doing what they're meant to be doing, are there at eight o'clock in the morning to help you and have the wherewithal to do so. You know, if ordinary people viewing this see, instead of this concerted effort to really make a difference, which everyone is promising all the time, party uh, is, Promising um, uh, something better and better delivery, and they're all talking about the same things: getting rid of corruption, getting rid of hopeless people. But instead, what they are really uh, engaged in doing is fighting for positions and jockeying and looking for the you know what's going to be good for them. Um, you know, a new multi-party alliance, South Africa Rainbow Alliance. I mean, the, the, just the name itself is enough to it's nauseating actually isn't it the rainbow alliance you know we don't need any more rainbow alliances we need politicians who are doing their jobs properly and making sure that officials are doing their jobs um so it's a terrible thing i think that it projects this um this uh image of uh of a completely diffuse and and and, and feckless uh, uh, kind of political activity going on Um, and people are just not going to bother to engage in it. That, that I think, is really the the kind of broader, unseen uh, risk here. The most immediate risk, of course, is to Johannesburg and to the people of Johannesburg, uh, a great city, uh, still the economic powerhouse of South Africa, and deserves to be properly run, should be properly run. It's not rocket science. We all know it's quite easy to do. It just takes discipline, people in the right places, making the right decisions, making sure that people are doing their jobs, we see that pretty much in Cape Town. This, this is not a city without its problems, but this kind of thing would be unheard of uh, in 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 Cape Town. So, we you know it, it's it's not a it's not it's not a, a South African pathology. It's not an African pathology. It's it's just bad politics, and um, and politicians ought to recognise that voters really do.
0: No, exactly, and uh, <laughs> yeah, the the city going to be in a. In, a, in, in further state of chaos, I, w- I think it would be interesting, actually, if someone had the time and the money to poll the residents of Johannesburg and find out how many of them know who the mayor is. I mean, I don't expect ordinary people to necessarily know who the speaker is. Mm. People should know who the mayor is, and <laughs> I doubt I doubt you would get anything more yeah. than about 5% of people actually knowing the name of the mayor in Germany, mm. which I think yeah. speaks to the sort of general chaos that's been going on. Mm. Mm.
1: Uh,
0: anyway, let us move on to our next story, and this is one which uh, we don't have a huge amount of detail yet about, but is probably something to keep an eye on, and that is that apparently the finance minister, Enoch Coranguana, finance minister is in many ways one of the most important ministers, if not the most important minister in the country, because he handles our finances, uh, is sick with a serious illness. Um, we're not quite sure what it is. Uh, this happened last week. He was put in hospital <coughs> due to a serious illness. And in the meantime, the electricity minister, uh, Ramakhorpa, has taken over the running of the finance department as the acting minister. Now, we don't know how ill uh, Mr. Gorongwana is. Uh, hopefully he gets better soon. But uh, immediately, the sort of when this came out in the media, the government said, yes, he's acting. There's no concern about our markets. And I get the feeling from this that there's a sort of little bit of a nervousness maybe i'm projecting it onto it but i don't think that's it's it's unreasonable to think that that you know if mr gorongona has to step down from his role as finance minister who does the anc replace him with the finance minister has, in many ways been i think the core of the anc's um credibility in government Mm. for so many years Uh, and that was a role that was created in many ways by by trevor Manuel who who brought a lot of credibility to it by by being so strict with the country's finances, and since then, you know, every finance minister has been an important political player, except for Des van Rooyen, who only mm. lasted a weekend. Um, mm. But the uh, you know, with gone and, gone and gone, you know, you kind of think the ANC really is in in a, in a bit of a pickle. Ramaphosa, I guess, has some credibility; he's got some fans for his work to to fix ESCOM and load shedding, but he's also not super popular or super well-regarded as well. So I don't know. It it seems like the ANC really is reaching the bottom of its talent pool here. What what do you make Mm.
1: of this one? Mm. I think it is a big problem for, for the party. Um, uh, and uh, no question, uh, people like Trevor Manuel, Trevor Manuel, especially set uh, set a high bar. Um, he, quite an interesting figure, I think. I mean, he emerged from the ranks of activism in the Western Cape. He wasn't uh, he wasn't especially trained in economics. He didn't have a, any particular bent or or, or, or uh, training in that field. But he made it his business, I, th- I think, to to learn it um, and to also to reach out. Uh, to surround himself with good people, to reach out to um, people who, to, for whom finance minister is a key figure, um, and win their trust. Uh, you know, it's, I don't think it's a role that you can um, you can demand uh, respect in. You have to earn it. Um, and you earn it by uh, talent, uh, a willingness to listen, um, a commitment to sp- a kind of basic fundamentals. Um, so I, I think you're quite right. I mean, it's really telling um, that um, that Vincent McGuenois, the presidential sp- uh, spokesman says, there is no concern about the markets. Um, I, I don't know whether he was specifically asked this, but it almost has the, has the, the appearance of being something that he ventured. Um, Nothing to see here. <laughs> Yes, indeed. <laughs> um, and, you know, it does, it's, it's, it, it, it it reflects something about our, our awareness of our weaknesses, I think, also, that, you know, we, we have a, a fairly shaky government, uh, not especially successful policies. We do at least have a finance department that's pretty solid, Treasury, SARS, and, um, you know, we've got to try and protect this, but it's the the person who's doing that the front man or the front woman the 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 face of the of that aspect of governance i think is very very important um so yeah it it's 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 quite telling it, that even the government seems to recognize the importance of of sending out a, a kind of positive
0: message here <clears throat> indeed uh, anyway we hope that uh, Minister ministerwana recovers soon indeed. but uh on to our next story um and this is mm. uh one of these stories that just kind of makes you want to hit your head on the table a brigadier who is formerly in police crime intelligence has been charged with shoplifting apparently for stealing <laughs> according to the checkers uh, that that is laying the charges a 2000 rand air fryer um, he apparently walked had it in his trolley and he walked out of the the checkers and the sort of alarms went off the security guard asked to see the receipt didn't see the air fryer on the receipt. Uh, And then, according to Checkers, he did not give a satisfactory reason for why uh, he had the air fryer in his trolley. Now, he says that he's innocent and that he had this whole complicated story about how he paid for it in cash and then part on a debit card and so it didn't the other thing. And essentially that he was framed by the cashier. But, I mean, obviously it's still got to go to court. But uh, that doesn't sound super credible to me. (laughs) So... Hmm. There's just something so embarrassing about this having a senior police officer who's supposed to be spying on criminals charged with shoplifting. And, you know, uh, he has now, he's not been fired from the police or placed on suspension, but he has been moved out of crime intelligence. And the police say that internally due process will follow. So obviously those processes still need to go ahead. But I don't know. Michael, <laughs> what do you make of this one?
1: I know. Uh, so, I mean, it's so difficult. But really, um, I, I think back to my years as a journalist and, you know, you cover a story, the, the first round, it's, you know, you're very certain that X, Y and Z is absolutely right. These are the facts. And a day later, it's A, B and C and X, Y and Z have fallen out of the window. And, you know, now there's a different version. So, I, 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 I you know, one is always conscious of the risk of, of this all being completely um Completely wrong, and 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 you know the truth is, has yet to emerge. But um, but sure, I think it, it certainly does seem um, that there's there's some kind of problem here. I suppose you know, you know we, one of the things to be said. Just, I was just thinking as you were as you were as you were talking and introducing the story. A couple of things to be said, uh, I suppose, about what we're seeing here. One is uh, a major news outlet covering the story, uh, managing even to get hold of the 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 person at the centre of it, um, it, it, providing us a kind of full account of it all. So it's 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 being kept in the public place, which I think is a very good thing. Um, I think the fact that you know. In the story, we read a shoplifting case has been opened. Um, here we have a fairly senior police officer who's who's accused of something. Um, it, it does suggest that uh, at least there are these things we can we can cling on to that uh, the, the process continues as it should for any other citizen as much as for a brigadier that a case is opened. so you know it, it it doesn't it's not a story that looks very good for anyone uh in, in in the cops certainly for for the for the man himself um but there are at least these these few constellations which we can take away um and we we'll no, just have uh, to watch the space to see how.
0: how i it think of what's out. so concerning about the story is whether it's true or not it's very easy <laughs> to believe as, as as all <laughs> South Africans have uh, who have dealt with the police <laughs> yeah. know that there are indeed characters um, yeah. who would do such things within the within the South African Police Service, and yeah. you know it it r- routinely comes in as the least trusted institution of an institution in South Africa, yeah. I believe, exactly. um, ahead of maybe <clears throat> sort of like Parliament or something like that. <laughs> but um, just. Uh, a mess all around, and hopefully this is sorted out sooner rather than later. But anyway, that is all the time we have for today. Hmm. Uh, We will see you tomorrow on The Daily Friend. And that's a wrap.